a very special evening with Colts and McCavalcade, Kaiju Research Analyst Russell McGee of Big Finish Productions shares his findings and study on Invasion of Astro Monster. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 127. This is Brandon, and as always with me is my American co-pilot astronaut, Cullen. You know, every time I think I'm going to say something clever, I always choke. I'm just going to pass. I'm going to take a mulligan on this one. <laughs> Today we're here to discuss the 1965 film, Invasion of Astro Monster. Cullen, how's the real estate on Planet X? Aliens from Planet X request the use of Godzilla and Rodan to fight off King Ghidorah, but have a better use for the three monsters. Because, duh. <laughs> Invasion of Astro Monsters directed by Ishiro Honda and stars Haru Nakajima as Godzilla, Masaki Shinohara as Rodan, and Shoichi Heroes as Ghidorah, or as he's known on Planet X, Monster Zero. And I, I appreciate everyone's patience as I continue to murder names and pronounce similar ones different each episode. Also, then a name I'm not going to murder, though, joining us today from Big Finish Productions and director of the recently Rondo Award-nominated Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, it's Russell McGee. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always great to have you on. This is your third appearance in year five. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he's a seasonal. That's <laughs> so. Hey, and no Peter Cushing this time. No Peter yeah, Cushing. Right. <laughs> no Peter Cushing. No Doctor Who. Compa- no Doctor Who connections. No. It's just simply Russell. <laughs> monster Yo, kid russell. and g fan yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so russell as i mentioned rondo award nominated this is epic uh tell us tell us about the next step and, and everything going on with mary shelley's frankenstein now because this one it was just an awesome project and now it just continues to grow and we're <laughs> still talking about it now on the show yeah, over the summer of last year, we ended up getting the Bronze Festival favorite at the Here Now Festival, and then you guys also helped uh, with the Audioverse Awards, and we had 11 nominations there and took home two awards, and again, that was a big fan effort as far as anybody that voted definitely helped out as far as us actually receiving those awards. But there's 297,000 people that voted for Ooh. those awards, which is just kind of crazy when you think about it. And it was worldwide. And then uh, similarly with the uh, Rondo Hatton Awards, it's, it's something where they equate this to being something like the horror oscars and it's all again by fan votes and fan recognition so if you enjoy our adaptation of frankenstein please do vote and let people know about it 
So anybody at home listening to this, send us your vote. Yeah, we've shared it on our uh, Facebook page, and we'll also keep it in the show notes and on the website. You can find the link. Go there and vote easily. No questions. Just vote it. (laughs) (laughs) What were you doing with your time anyway? Nothing. That's why. Go vote. (laughs) You you should listen to it, but vote for it because I'll vouch for it anyway. (laughs) There's no way you're not going to like it unless you just hate the story of Frankenstein anyway, well then what are you doing listening to our show? Unsubscribe! <laughs> Unsubscribe from our show if you don't like the things we like, right? You're not one of us, you one of us. Google goggle. <laughs> I encourage you, know, you to be be yourself and stop listening to my show. You, you know, I, I knew saying that there was a dice roll as to w- whether one of you would immediately go to... Th- to a freaks, freaks or not, but yep. <laughs> I mean course. it was a it was a high percentage, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's always fun to see who will, who reacts. <laughs> yes, and okay, so Russell, also since you're in the spotlight here, you know we we know how big a Doctor Who fan you are and classic horror as well, but you're a humongous Godzilla fan as well. So just give us give us the life of Russell, the Godzilla chapter. Since early on, and here here this dates me, but like. I even grew up watching the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon with Godzuki, which if you know Godzilla from that that era, Godzuki is kind of just something ridiculous and kind of a joke to most of the fans. But like, that's part of why I'm still a huge fan is I grew up with that show, grew up with all the films from the 70s on reruns with TV, had my um, Mattel giant size Godzilla where the fist would launch off and Rodan and uh, the Godzilla gang figures. So Godzilla and I go way back, man. Excellent. Excellent. And we're glad to have you here for Astro Monster, which is one of them that I, I asked you, I was like, what, uh, what Godzilla movies would you want to come on for? And this was, this was one of them. And my response to that is why? <laughs> why? You really hate this one this much, Colin? Really, it's... Colin? I mean, oh yeah. When when, when I'm interested to yeah, I knew no, Colin go Colin. Had, had some disdain for this one going in, and I watched it. I was like, I want to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> expound. Let us hear your well, disdain. Oh, when Brandon said that you wanted to be on for like one of these, I was like, well, I hope he doesn't like it because that's gonna be that's gonna be awkward. <laughs> uh, Man, if you just want to get right into it, we can do that. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. Let's do it. It's yeah. just, I commend them for trying to, you know, put more emphasis on the humans. And, you know, like in the last one uh, we talked about with uh, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, there was more human story to it, and it was more interesting, and we gave more of a crap about it. And there was a really good balance between that stuff and the monsters. And this, they're like, all right, here's what we're doing. We're going all in on the human story stuff. And monsters will be featured. They're, they're kind of there too. Mostly the people. And it's... I want to see monsters fighting. I don't want to wait until... <laughs> it is 50 minutes into this 94-minute movie before we see any kind of fight. Like, we see... We see I think... Uh, we see uh, Monster King Zero. Is, yes, there's, we, see, we see that early yeah, yeah. on. Yes, like yeah. semi early on, and then you know, like I said, fifty minute, like way, like well <laughs> over halfway through this movie, not 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 the third act, but too close to it. 
we finally see a monster fight. And like by the time it happens, like, all right, well, I guess I can't. Like, it is it is three huge monsters. One's a three-headed dragon that shoots lightning on an alien planet. I should be like, this is amazing. Instead, it's just, well, it's about time. You know, it just <laughs> takes its sweet like Godzilla's shouldn't be a slow burn. You know what I mean? You know, just get to it already. Well, in the American version, they did cut a lot out as far as that fat before it was released here stateside. And there was a five year delay between when it was released in Japan and here. So mm-hmm. somebody must agree with you there, Colin. <laughs> <sighs> but what, but what, we got with, what we got was bubkiss because we got we got we got barely any monster fights and we're, we're stuck with uh, what, Glenn. Glenn, who, <laughs> in, who in all other sci-fi movies would be the janitor on the spaceship, he and he, and he invents a car alarm. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! Well, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. That. Oh my god. But yeah, just like any other sci-fi movie from like the fifties, like. They have, a, for some reason, you know, a, like a, a rugged scientist, uh, some, you know, the woman, the older guy, and then the guy from Yonkers, for some reason, yeah. and that's what this, and that's what he is, but he's one of the main yeah, he people. Yeah, like, you want to hear him talk about the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah not uh, space. Oh, sorry. Not Godzilla. This is a joint venture between, like, the U.S. and Japan on this one, and he was, like, one of the, the few things that the uh, American backers were like well can you put a american guy in there and they're like okay we'll give you one he's gonna and the rest of the cast is japanese right and this is actually the second film that they did with upa and nick adams was in the first one too Mm because they did Mm -hmm. uh frankenstein conquers the world before this okay yeah he sticks out like a sort like how did he get to where he's at (laughs) just (laughs) i want to know that story yeah of of like, like, like be- one of these things does not belong. <laughs> <laughs> like, being a no-nonsense guy from New York, does that mean you're qualified to fly into space? That's not enough. It can be a part of it, but it can't be all of it. Well, and, and he was friends with James Dean and Elvis Presley and in Rebel Without a Cause, so maybe it's... I don't know, he's cool factor? Recognizable, some sort of bankable name? I don't know. I th- I think he's got weird hair. I think it's really distracting. Like, <laughs> anytime he talks, I'm just looking at his head. Like, what's going on there? Like, I can't tell, like, what direction it's... He was it's a one mess. of the original greasers, man. Well, he... Greasers would, in space. He wouldn't stop... <laughs> he wouldn't stop doing it uh, well after he shouldn't have done it, is what it looks like. <laughs> gotcha. I'm not going to deny that the, it does take a while for monster action to happen in this movie. That's that's not wrong. But I don't know. I was enjoying the otherworldliness of it and these wacko aliens that feels like someone someone on this crew, production design crew, went and saw Mario Bava's Planet of the Vampires the year before and said, <laughs> maybe, maybe that, but... And it looks like... If you could have a villain for that little weird band, the Aquabats, it'd be these guys. <laughs> but I was yep. enjoying all that weirdness with that, and I really I I enjoy the plot of this movie a bit with these aliens like going 
Uh, yeah, can we borrow some of your monsters? Uh, the the big ones over here, on planet planet X, uh, right behind Jupiter. Yeah, we got a problem over here. Remember that one you kicked off your planet in the last movie? Yeah, he's causing hell up here. We're living underground. Please help. That's or- it, it, like interesting. I, I one thing I will say they don't. They could have taken more advantage of like the other planet space carnage, but we wind up back on Earth because well, there's buildings to crush there. Probably right. the reason has nothing to do with them actually being in control of Monster Zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I was like, I was happy that Ghidorah was back. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's it's just weird how they, like, all of a sudden now you can just, like, transport Godzilla and Rodan, but they, they want nothing to do with Mothra. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, right? Mothra's got a conscience. No it, twin it, fairies we- on this film. Yeah, <laughs> and tr- transfer them over to that planet, and then it's like, hey, oh, we brought them here to brainwash them to send them back, but we were on the Earth the whole time, too, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a little wouldn't extra it, travel that doesn't seem like it needed to be there. Wouldn't it have just been easier and saved everyone time if they just mind-controlled Ghidorah onto Earth and then they just like showed up like, oh, we, we, uh, cause they excavated the monsters themselves to get them off the planet. They didn't need yeah. anyone's permission. What, what do they care? They don't need permission to blow the crap out of the planet. Once they get the monsters, these aliens, uh-huh. man, yeah. too much, yeah. too, oh, too like many middlemen. That's the problem I, with I these guys. Like how they're like, I do like how they're like, hey, we can, uh, we can cure cancer or in the U S edition, we can cure everything. And then they're like, here, play this tape. <laughs> And then it like, it, uh, stupid. yeah, so sends the signal to, so, yeah. How stupid is humanity in this movie where to not preview the tape before playing it? Right. We'll give you our most deadly monsters and you'll give us the, the cure for everything on faith. Not even, not even the actual cure itself, just a recording <laughs> of them telling them what it is. Not written down, just. Damn. And at, like, the, oh, man, stupid. The only person that says this isn't a good idea, Glenn, the meathead. <laughs> the thing- oh, Glenn, the buddy comedy between Glenn and what was the other guy's name? Fuji. Fuji. Glenn and Fuji. The only thing that I can think of as to why, like, Toho felt like they needed to do something with the aliens out in space with this film was just with the moon landing and everything else and like Mm. so much of other sci-fi films having that type of thing plus toho and a lot of their other films had done like a gangster horror film and things like that where maybe they were just trying to change it up i don't know i'm not not trying to defend it i'm just saying maybe that's part of where this was coming from yeah maybe it's like hey we got this set but you guys use it and save some money because this one Seems like it has some money-saving things going mm. on. I personally didn't notice it, but there was recycled footage used in this movie. Right. And so maybe that was a cut in corners was, hey, we have this space set. Can you please use it in your movie somehow? And that's how they save money with things. I thought, uh, was I, Ghidorah the same as the previous movie? He looked kind of new. Maybe it was just different lighting. I don't know. I think it might have just been editing and stuff because uh, I mean he you looked really, a you, bit you, more detailed this time. You think when so? I said, yeah, hmm. he looked like a little different. Maybe they put a new paint job on him or something. Well, the camera set on 
Ghidorah longer, maybe that's part of it too. That could be you, it you too. Have a, you could look at him longer, which mm-hmm. that's cool, but unfortunately you also saw the strings a yeah. lot more in this, beca- partially because of that, or mainly because of that, I don't know, but this was, I don't want to say the most amount of strings I've seen so far, but I think it's the most amount of strings I've seen so far in these movies. <laughs> <sighs> I think they reused the rocket because I I just did a little bit of background to just brush up before talking to you guys, and I think that was one of the points that was brought up was that okay. that was used in an earlier film, maybe Atragon br- or something. I can't remember which. Mm. They they said there was reused footage from some of the previous Godzillas and Mothra and Rodan. Maybe I mean I, I believe it. It's there are other Godzilla movies that use recycled footage that. You look at it like, I haven't seen the movie that that's from, but I know it's not from the movie I'm watching. Right. Whereas at least at least in this one, it, yeah, I didn't notice it that yeah, much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't notice it either. Like I was like, okay. The footage did not stick out like Glenn. <laughs> Hi. Glenn, how are things going here? The licking our first trucks have taken is something terrible. It doesn't look so hot. We'll be broadcasting in a few minutes. The mobile unit is also getting ready. Good. Keep it up. The world's depending on us. Okay. In addition to the monster cars, we get spaceship carnage of just like picking off cars and stuff on the road, which go boom. Pretty good. Like those explosions. The model work was a step down, I thought, from where we had come from. They, you know how Colin, we were talking about they look like miniatures and not mm-hmm. toys? Well, this time they kind of look like toys. How about those little uh, red men in plastic suits coming down the sh- capsule on the Planet X? I thought it was adorable. <laughs> they tried. They really tried to pass yeah, that off. I thought it was adorable. They even had the one as the one came down, the arm moved up slowly. Yep. Just yep. the yeah. one arm. I was like, I like this. <laughs> I, 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 that was some of my favorite stuff. I like well, yeah, it. Uh, like, like with that, it's like, all right, I can I can see your effort and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the underground layer. I like the design oh, yeah. of it. I liked how they went down the hall and was like, what's this? And then it light mm-hmm. came on and there was a room. I thought that was cool. That was really well done stuff. Yeah, because they go from a desolate planet to the, you know, underground, like, you know, obviously well-maintained hallways where someone, something is happening. Like, how did they build that while Ghidorah was just tearing stuff up? Like, was there, like, way more of them? Or once they got down underground, they were safe a bit? No fire got down there? Just... I was thinking about that. I'm like, if he was raised in hell and destroying your planet, hmm. They could be liars. Or or science. They they are kind of liars, yeah. We do know they are liars. Some of them, are they supposed to, all the men look alike and all the women look alike? Is that what we're supposed to gather from the romance that turns into finding out that... I think it's just the women. Yeah. Just the women? Because there's the woman that falls in love with uh, Fuji, right? Or is it Glenn? Glenn. No, it's with, with Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, yeah, Glenn's girl. Yeah. It's like, you're my number one girl, baby. I, I assume you said that at some point. She, Yeah, she's one of them planted on Earth, and she looks like the two of the guards that they knew already, and that's how they kind of figure it out. They all, I think all the men supposed to look like, all the women. Where do they get so many Oakleys? Because <laughs> they're shady. They're just shady, man. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Well, that should have been Earth's first clue that they couldn't trust these aliens. They're wearing sunglasses. You never (laughs) trust someone wearing sunglasses. The first uh, fight between Godzilla and Rodan, I thought this was awesome. You get some new moves and stuff going on, and he pinned him on the ground. 
And then uh, <laughs> I, I point out Godzilla had his little happy dance. Yeah, oh. which the, I guess I they have the jumping sound effect that's added into the American version that's not in the inter- international hmm. dub or the Japanese cut. So while oh, he's okay. jumping, he only roars in the Japanese cut. Ah, <laughs> Did it make the bouncing sound? Well, that's yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. Let's exaggerate uh. it a little bit more, guys. Jeez. <laughs> how, how, do you, how, how do you guys feel about the Godzilla ce- celebration dance? Dude, hey, he's got character. It's yes. got a personality. It's as goofy as Smog Monster and Godzilla flying through the air with his, his atomic breath. I, to me, it's kind of just wacky there. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I'll, I'll be honest, like I'm all for him showing personality, and then there's other times like, ah, that might be... I don't know. It might just be too much. I don't know. You are supposed to be a monster. <laughs> uh, gi- you know, like, I, not, I haven't seen a lot of giant city-destroying monsters doing a jig of cello. He's doing an end zone dance. It's a little odd, yeah. is my point. I, and I just don't know if I'm comfortable with it or not. <laughs> Would you have changed your mind had he looked at him and grabbed his crotch and then spit out radiation <laughs> breath? I guess I would have felt different. That would be positive. <laughs> I'd, be con- I'd be confused, but I'd be entertained. Oh, there's another showcase of emotion when when the Glenn and Fuji are leaving the planet, and oh yeah, uh, Rodan and Godzilla are giving them puppy dog eyes. They're yep. like, I feel bad leaving them. He's <laughs> like, Why? They destroyed our damn shit. <laughs> like, I I'm sorry, still destroying monsters. Just looking at the two of them, like, wait, where you go? Are you coming back? <laughs> also, what are they gonna eat? Like, when, <laughs> it's like, ah, screw them, get out of here. I mean, like on Earth, you're just like, oh, you know, they'll figure it out, whatever. There's stuff to eat. Like, it's a desolate planet, and there's nothing to fucking eat. Each like, other. Even, I guess. <laughs> They have to. They have to bring them back to Earth just so they can feed their weapons, right? Uh, but does like Earth value them at this point? Like that? Is that what happens after they all team up and kick Ghidorah's ass in the last movie? They're like, there's definitely a shift, well, and it, yeah. it it gets more and more pronounced from here on out as far as as the film series goes on, mm-hmm. where Godzilla becomes a good guy. It was interesting. He's, uh, he's kind of like The Rock, where at first he's a bad guy, then he's a good guy, and then he's a you-don't-know-what. <laughs> and how about all the many different titles? I mean, there's so many of these films where they have, like, different versions. I know here, stateside, it was Godzilla versus Monster Zero in the 80s, and mm-hmm. before that, Monster Zero, and... I started to tell you guys earlier that I got excited with this Criterion release because the Invasion of the Astro Monsters version, which was only released over in the UK and had the full English dub I'd never seen before. So it had extra footage that I had not been able to see. And I'd been trying to track that down since 1995. So it was kind of cool to get to see that for the first time. Yeah. And we're also, we were talking before uh, the, the Japanese cut of King Kong versus Godzilla is on disc eight of the right. Criterion set, so it is there. Yes, but we did the the American one for for our show. <laughs> yeah, well, and what I was telling you is that they kind of went ahead and uh, let's just say sanitized it a bit for the 
the subtitled version that was released by Criterion because mm. I've seen a different version of it where the the translation's a little bit probably more precise to what the Japanese film originally was. King Kong versus Godzilla, the Japanese cut, is definitely more of a social commentary on the United States and its commercialism, which is kind of interesting. And they really ra- eh. rag on us a bit. And then the United <laughs> States goes and proves them right with what they do to the movie themselves. But, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the final battle is like an 18-minute battle, which shifts from, I guess, our, our home team monsters destroying us to them then getting turned back and teaming up on Ghidorah. Lots of destruction. Lots of good just Kaiju all action. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they fight Ghidorah, like Rodan and Godzilla say, okay, you in the front, I'm in the back. And do like Godzilla, <laughs> like speed bags Ghidorah with his punching, like a little box, like do, 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 do. Or at least that's what they're trying to get across while he's dodging the lightning fire from his mouth. It's probably yeah. difficult to coordinate a guy in a suit with some guy like wiggling three strings around. Yeah. Probably. It's... I don't know. I haven't done it before. <laughs> I thought, I, yeah, I, I thought this this fight, Cullen says, took too long. But I, for me, it was it felt worth the wait. I thought this was a pretty, it was a good payoff, pretty intense, big, big grand finale. Lots of, I mean, it just it didn't feel like the other fight so far. Like, I, I can see where somebody unexperienced would be like, oh, this is fun, the monotonous. But these fights all feel different. That we've mm-hmm. seen in all these movies so far. It doesn't just feel like, oh, another one. They're actually putting new moves in there. They're doing different aspects. They're filming them differently, cutting them differently. I, I, I'm i really getting a kick out of it. So I thought the fights in the last one were just so much better. Because, like, they actually, like, because there's, like, hype. There's, like, high points in them. You know, like, when Mothra jumped in the back of Rodan and, you know, silked up Ghidorah. And then, like, when... You know, Rodan smacked into Ghidorah, and he like fell on a giant boulder. It looked like it almost broke his back. You know, there was stuff like that. Like, and, and in this one, there was Godzilla celebrating. There's more than that. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I mean, the whole alien subplot, like that. No, no, that I, I'm, and, just, I'm just talking about the fights themselves. I'm not talking fair, about fair, like, fair. like that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, like the, the stuff. I, I do like that. Like the human story in this actually does directly involve the monsters that is the best thing about it because it, like there, there's some like hinting like oh and I, it's my brother or i love this guy i was like i don't shut up who cares <laughs> tell me about the aliens that's what matters and and to that effect they they put there's effort in there and i'm not confused you know at all unlike some of the other godzilla movies with those stories i didn't i didn't just check out i did try to pay attention the whole time <laughs> What I started to say is, like, this whole alien subplot thing is something that becomes, like, a staple of the franchise from here on out. They actually revive it back in 91 when they had Godzilla versus King Ghidorah then, and then they ripped off uh, Terminator 2. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but there's a cyborg in it where they are totally ripping off Terminator, and it's rather hilarious. Oh, that's great. And the oh, God- great. Godzilla versus Mothra in that series, as far as the new versions, they also, like, they rip off Indiana Jones. So if you've not seen those two films, check them out, guys. Oh, we'll definitely check them out. 
they definitely blend together. That's why I'm glad we're doing this, so I can, you know, kind of separate them a little bit more in my head. Like even like <laughs> even, even those later ones, like I can only like distinguish some of those just because like like I know who Destroya is. He's in right. Godzilla versus Destroya, and that is it. <laughs> I know who Biolante is because he's in one movie, Godzilla versus Biolante. I know what Space Godzilla is because he's in space. I, and it makes sense, but like some of those others, like do we really he know what he the needs the title is? for reference? He needs the title for reference. <laughs> I do. What? <laughs> I need it. I, I I need it spelled out for me. RoboCop. I know what that movie is. <laughs> Batman. I'm on board. Tell me more. I'm. I, I've already figured it out. I know your movie. Astro Monster. What the hell is that? So you know, our, our good guys. Uh, they all three fall off a cliff and land in the water, and they like trash an entire village with the, the <laughs> tidal wave that goes across. I was like, "Oh, sh- oh man!" They almost—that's the end of the fight. But I'm like, "Damn, you were holding on!" And then the very end, you, I know you're dead. <laughs> just, I know, just one last insult, like, "Oh, washed away as a shore town." We're what? under the we're we're under the land that they're fighting on. We're safe, guys. Oh no! Oh no! There's like four minutes left in the movie. Like one last fuck you to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like Ghidorah leaves, flies away. He's like, "Yep, yeah, like I did last time. I'm out." And Godzilla and Rodan never come back. But luckily, like Fuji just tells us, he's like. Eh, we're making more movies, don't worry. <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> right. I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah, Glenn, you're an ambassador to Planet X. Like, weren't they the bad guys? <laughs> Aren't they dead? Ah, you're the ambassador now. Uh, okay. But, like, the Japanese version, he becomes, like, a researcher, right? That's what they tell him oh. he's going to be. It's it's a different, yeah, it's a different, slightly different. Like, we were going to send you for research there. We're sending you back. Interesting. <laughs> That makes sense. It makes sense. He's like, wait, didn't I do that? Wouldn't I do that last time? I researched. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Found stuff. Uh, We're here now because of my research on Planet X. Last two times (laughs) because... Yeah. Yeah. Went back with them. Oh, you did go back. Yeah, yeah. Twice. It'll be the third time. You know how shit always goes bad when you go to Planet X, Glenn? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guess where you're going again. We just can't leave it alone. Well, also, why why are the astronauts so intertwined with the plans of everything? It's I I just think it's so weird. Like, aren't these just the guys that showed up and like, all right, we're here, we're on let's well, here's some one research. Of them has a, one of them has a sister, and she's dating this like lunatic scientist that makes that ends up making the thing that saves the day that the aliens want. So they're oh. kind of intertwined that way. Which you, I you misspoke the- earlier with Glenn, and yeah, so apologies right. there, guys. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is- we're nothing if not strict to the facts on this show. <laughs> yeah. His name is, uh, his name's, the, 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 the Venner guy's name's Tetsuo, but in, in the American one, it's Terry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody loves Terry. He, gets, everybody. he goes to jail. <laughs> and Glenn finds him in jail. <sighs> yeah, like that, the whole time this guy was around, I was just thinking, like, what the hell is this? Why do we care about you? Because he's just talking about how he invented 
something. He, like, like you said, like the car alarm or something? Like, what the hell? It was just loud. It was just a bunch of sound for... It was like he just made this device that made a loud sound. He's like, oh, I'll figure out what it's it good for later. aliens. That's what it is. It's well, the sound it, that defeats aliens. We know that now. When he invented yeah. it, he was just like, well, I made something that makes sound. Well, you didn't have a plan. Your plan was... Nothing. It annoyance. was annoyance. You are a boil in the ass of society. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, aliens section, don't like that sound. This is a section for the people who are listening to this podcast. Got so far and they're like, they're not even going to talk about the weird scientist inventor guy or the guy's sister. Here you go, folks. We didn't forget. <laughs> Tail end. The sound that this device makes that he that uh, Terry. Uh, invents. I forgot where I was going with this. Um, crap. I guess more importantly, uh, I think the aliens deserve to lose because Ter- Terry, he had that device, right, in his jacket right. pocket when he was a prisoner in his cell and everything. Uh, y- you know, when the police arrest you, they don't, you know, let you keep your guns. Why the hell would he still have it on him? <laughs> Fair point. The, ali- Fair the point. aliens, the aliens, they knew he invented it because they bought the product from him, so no one else would get it. Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who's stupider? You know, Earthlings are these idiots. <laughs> hey, oh, Terry. At least Terry's not suffering from his corns. No. <laughs> 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 no, he's not. Oh God, that's great. but we no, suffer. He's not. <laughs> and how? Now mutations are returning to normal. Good. Increase the attack. We too go into action. Now comes the point where we rate the episode we just watched. As this is Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with my family. Prediction. Cullen's rating. Uh, converted. Uh, means you're all right with uh, hanging out on planet Earth and uh, living a weird inventor. Or during the Kool-Aid, let's head to Planet X again and again and again. So, Russell, how do you rate Invasion of Astro Monster? I skirt between converted and Kool-Aid, and here's why, guys. I, As I told you, I grew up with this shit, so, like, this movie still has a soft spot in my, like, inner five-year-old there, so, like, that's part of why I'm like, no, I, I love this film. So, Colin, I hear you, and there's a lot of wackiness in this film that's way over the top, but I, I still think it deserves a little bit more than just not to be seen by my friends and family. <laughs> or tormenting Colin. my friends oh. and family Colin. uh well um this is uh not my favorite godzilla movie uh, <laughs> no really it means um it does um it doesn't feel it doesn't feel cheap or anything like that but like brandon said there there, there does feel like there's some cost-saving measures. I mean, they're not drastic, but they are felt at least a bit, and that just kind of uh, kind of sucks, and I know sometimes that's charming, but it just didn't feel that charming to me this time. I do like the look of the aliens, and yeah. I do like that, you know, there's this plot, and uh, I do like that 
they did bring Ghidorah back, and it is a lot of more space stuff because we know he's from space. So there are positives to this thing, but it really is just one of my... I'm not going to say my least favorite Godzilla movie. I mean, honestly, like, if I had my choice between watching this and Godzilla Raids again, I would probably watch this one. Or, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, I would just probably try to do something else with my time if those are my choices. Uh, so I, I stay with my family on uh, on this one. Uh, Brandon, how do you rate Invasion of Astro Monster? You know, I'm happy Ghidorah came back. I was my boy last time around, and... <laughs> I, I dug the alien stuff. I was so entranced in this weird direction. Well, I mean, they introduced the idea of stuff from space the last time, so I'm glad they capitalizing right into it. I think I I enjoyed this one. I'm going to be converted on it. Like I think the last one was like a lot better, but now we come down a little bit. I feel like they're doing these kind of like pair things where they have this really good one, and then the next one's just kind of like, well, we're just going to coast off it for a sec. And it works and it doesn't. I, the, the Planet X, the alien guys, those are keeping me afloat. I like the plot of this one, even as stupid as it is, as we pointed it out. I like the idea of it. It's execution. There, we got a lot of questions. There's a lot of holes in it. A lot of extra work that didn't have to be done. But I think the finale is worth the wait. It does, Colin's right. It does take a long time to get to some major monster action and you got to hang with these humans a lot i didn't care for the two main guys but i seem to not mind everybody else sorry glenn <laughs> you're not Over. sorry i'm not sorry <laughs> uh, I, I, I had fun with it i was fine i i personally would trim about 10 minutes off this and it'd be probably more perfect but there's this is the kind of that one i was describing where you know it's not one of the best, but at least it pushes things and tries to take things forward for another one to do better at. So like the space stuff and some other wild shenanigans in this one, I don't know whether it's going to capitalize on it or not, but it was there. It tried, but overall I'm converted because I still enjoy it. Actually, I watched, I watched this two times for this one, oddly enough. It wasn't bothered other time. Yeah. So converted, still, still going strong. The Monster Zero American release is only 74 minutes long. Just saying. They, di they, they did it right. They, that is 10 <laughs> minutes. That is the 10 minutes. That's what us Americans think. We're like, this could be 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. So I think what we have on the Criterion is just the Japanese cut with just American dubbing on it. I think that's what we got. The, yeah, the international cut, yeah. And guys, if you think these aliens are wacky, you are in store for some interesting times ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, I I remember some of them, but I, like I said, these kind of blend together, so it's kind of difficult to remember Yeah, the aliens do, but I, I, I definitely remember some I'm looking very forward to. Yeah, wait until you have the slugs in the uh, rocks in Destroy All Monsters. That one will be fun. Woohoo! Well, <laughs> well, that movie, well, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. All right. Yep, yep. Italian. 
Four Fiat 500L. It's a lot bigger than you think. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Ibra Horror of the Deep from 1966. I want to extend a thank you to Russell for making his his third appearance during your five. Like it's. <laughs> I, mean, I usually always make time to go on a silly show like this and then do homework with it. Uh, so we definitely appreciate that, Russell. Hey, man, it's uh, always fun, as I said. So thank you again. Once again, tell people where they can go or type in to f- easily vote for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for a Hondo. A yeah. Rondo. A Rondo. 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 Uh, actually, it's Rondo Awards. R-O-N-D-O awards.com. It's actually under the 19th section. Yes, there's a ballot. And on 19, it's for multimedia website, podcast, and uh, video is what they have it listed under. So that is where you can find us and vote for us. All right. Thank you. Get out there. Go vote. We'll try our best to steer people your way. And we look forward to next time. But first... Stay tuned to the trailer for Ibra, Horror of the Deep, the trailer that actually trails. Godzilla, Ibra, and Mothra in one of the most explosive action pictures ever to hit the screen. From the depths of the ocean comes the most terrifying horror of the deep. Within the mountain caves comes the dreaded monster, Godzilla. See the most titanic battle ever screened when the monster of the deep challenges the mighty Godzilla. listening to cult cinema cavalcade part of the creative zombie studios network follow cc cavalcade on facebook twitter and instagram listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com itunes and anywhere podcasts are found for press opportunities advertising opportunities and more information on cult cinema cavalcade contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon peters narration by rebecca peters theme song pink baby by happy elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network the film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Monster Energy and Zero Ultra. Some people are impossible to please. As soon as they get what they thought they wanted, they always want more. Our team, riders, and monster girls are no different. They've been dropping some hints lately. They've been asking us for a new monster drink, a little less sweet, lighter tasting, zero calories, but with a full load of our monster energy blend. Unbelievable. Sure, white is the new black. We went all out. Monster Energy Zero Ultra. Unleash the Ultra Beast.